Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, toll-free. It is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program today. So as we now head into, you know, post-Labor Day, year before presidential election, uh, more and more people will begin to pay attention seriously to what's going on. Now, we're all aware of the indictments of Donald Trump. We're also aware of the polls that most Democrats, a majority of them, think that Joe Biden is too old, feeble, uh, out of it to to be president. Um, and I guess that the Democratic uh, hit machine, the squad machine, doesn't have a lot of confidence in Joe uh, because now they has there has been a, a real push to use the 14th Amendment of our Constitution as a means of disqualifying Donald Trump from being on the ballot in 2024. So much for letting the people decide, right? Uh, but anyway, this is supposedly, if you believe the mob, the media, it's supposedly gaining steam, yet it is dubious, it is dangerous in terms of any real legal constitutional argument. Uh, when I was away last Thursday, Jay and Jordan Seculo were filling in for me, and President Trump was a guest on the program, and he spoke about this. And uh, anyway, here's a part of what he said. He said the four indictments are Biden indictments. He said Biden is coordinating the indictments. Well, they're only coming after because, number one, I'm running, and number two, I'm leading by a lot, including Biden. We just had a poll come out. We're leading him by 10 points in one poll, which who wouldn't lead him? I think a child would be leading him. He's so bad. He's the worst president we've ever had. He's the most corrupt president. And, you know, when you mentioned the four indictments, they're, they're Biden indictments. They're not indictments. They're Biden indictments. These are Biden indictments. There's never been anything like it. It's a third world banana republic. Uh, that's what we've been reduced to with between the open borders and the crooked election. So, uh, you know, I always say to people, no, these aren't indictments. These are Biden indictments. They set it up. Uh, and beyond that, you have the district attorney who's totally controlled in New York, who's totally controlled by the DOJ, which is the Biden's group. 
and you have in uh, Florida, you have a you have a district attorney who is totally controlled again by Biden's group. These are all Biden. So it's like many uh, indictments, and you know the word at the Wharton School of Finance. I never studied indictment, but I got a lot of them quickly. But these are done by the political opponent. These aren't legitimate indictments. They also offer judgeships to lawyers representing clients. Can you imagine that? If you'll say something bad about Donald Trump, they offered a judgeship to a very respected lawyer, highly respected, and he was incensed when he heard it. Uh, if his client would uh, go and say negative things, anything negative about Donald Trump, how about that one? And that's Jay Bratt that did that. It's a disgrace what's going on. Our country is is going to hell. We're like a failing nation. We are truly a failing nation. And we're going to get it straightened out, Jay. That's why I do this. All right, joining us now, uh, he was uh, doing the interview with President Trump along with his son, Jordan. He is the chief counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice. Uh, also, my own personal attorney, which I'm very proud to say, considering he's won a whopping like 22 Supreme Court cases or had a hand in at least that many. Uh, Jay Seculow, uh welcome back to the program, sir. Sean, thanks for having me. You know, this whole idea of disqualifying Donald Trump from being on the ballot based on Article Amendment 14, the 14th Amendment, Section 3, which says no person having been a senator, representative, or president should be allowed to hold the office, and if they've previously taken the oath, if it's been determined that they were involved in either an insurrection or rebellion against the United States. That was aimed at the Confederates during the Civil War period. So what you have here is this open-ended question of, well, if somebody's merely accused of this, which, by the way, legally has not been yet. I mean, that, wait, stop right there, because that's a very important distinction. That That is not what the D.C. case is about. Everyone, everybody thought and assumed that that was going to be where the charges went, but they did not, did they? They did not. Now, there's word out that it is possible that in the next two weeks we could see in a, a superseding indictment that does have that. But as it stands right now, we do not. And the idea that you could be disqualified prior to a final adjudication is outrageous. It would, in fact, violate the Fifth Amendment's due process clause. So the sense is that these lawyers that are coming up with this idea of uh, presidential disqualification for Donald Trump based on insurrection or rebellion are way off base. And I, I think legally they have no chance. What about there was a, a theory put forward, obviously an NBC commentator, but putting all of that aside that the Supreme Court would likely rule on this sooner rather than later. Do you agree with that? Because now you have a number of states now investigating. For example, the state of New Hampshire uh, is is asking their own state uh, attorney general to weigh in on whether or not this is a possibility. To initiate the action, some state agency or secretary of state would have to remove him from the ballot, and then you would go in and challenge that, saying that... That is not a proper adjudication. Thus, the 14th Amendment, Section 3, is not implicated. That's how it would be handled. All right. So walk us through the process, assuming that these states' attorney generals or there's a a move afoot in some states to make this happen. Walk us through the the court process. How is that going to evolve? Well, it would be uh, the request would be made to be put on the ballot by the uh, campaign. And the Secretary of State would say no, based on our determination under Article 
uh, the 14th Amendment, Article Section 3, you are disqualified from running for president, at which time the Trump campaign uh, would hire really good constitutional lawyers, which I'm sure would immediately go into federal court and saying there has not been either an adjudic- a charge, an allegation, certainly not an adjudication, and certainly not a final adjudication of culpability for insurrection or rebellion. Thus, he must be admitted onto the ballot. That's how it will play out. Let's talk about, let's, you know, let's ask you, get your political analysis on this. Why are they at this strategy knowing that they have four separate indictments? They, they've got the New York Alvin Bragg case. They got the D.C. case on January 6th. Uh, they've got the Georgia case in Fulton County, Georgia. And then they got the case down in Florida, the document case. Uh, and I, I don't know if it's possible or feasible to have four trials in a year and then more if you consider civil uh, suits that the president is involved in. And I mean, is he going to spend an entire election year in a, in a court? Uh, how does one run for president under those circumstances? I'm convinced, and, uh, and the evidence showed them that, that simply indicting Trump is affecting his uh, ability to be the leader of the Republican Party and the leading candidate for president. And, and nothing that they've been able to do legally so far, which includes four indictments and a civil suit, has been able to produce the fruit of what they want. So they up it the next level with either trying to get a conviction prior to the election or trying this rather stretched Article four, uh, 14th Amendment disqualification clause argument or Article uh, 14 Amendment Section 3. And I just don't see it. But, we, you know, we've got to be, as lawyers, very aggressive on this stuff in defending this, because they can do this to Donald Trump. They can do this to any presidential candidate. You mentioned the possibility of superseding indictments, uh, subsequent indictments. That would be what happened down in Florida. And, and I would assume that, that this could happen in Washington or happen in any one of these other places. Now, first thing I would argue, Jay, is in terms of venue, you know, when five plus percent of the population of D.C. voted for Donald J. Trump, I don't, I don't particularly think the jury pool is fair to Donald Trump or any Republican or any conservative. I'd argue with 12 percent of the vote going to Donald Trump in New York City, not exactly Republican friendly territory either. Uh, Fulton County, OK, a little bit higher, at, I think, believe, 24 percent. Do you believe that the president can get fair trials in those jurisdictions? No, I don't. But I also don't believe that that will be a successful basis for removal. I agree with that, too. Nor do I think that any motion to uh, change a venue would 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 be. I uh, do think in federal court in Georgia, where then you not just have Fulton County, but you have Rome and all the northern counties. And as you know, you live there. I lived there for a while. You lived there for a while. Those counties are conservative. Well, I mean, that's the argument that Mark Meadows has been making, that that this should be a federal indictment because this was all during his charge and duties as as the president's chief of staff. Uh, and I don't know. I, I think the arguments are strong from my perspective. You're the constitutional attorney. What do you think? Well, it's not that it, it becomes a federal indictment. It's still a state court indictment tried in a federal court. I argued in Trump versus Vance that the president, in expanding his duties as president, and if he's brought in a state court proceeding, he can go to the federal courts. And the Supreme Court in Trump versus Vance, 9-0, to zero, ruled in our favor on that. So the president, I just argued 24 months ago, will serve the president well in going to federal court. 
Now, there's risks in both, by the way. There's no panacea here. There's no, I can argue, stay in state, go to federal, but I understand why they want to go to federal court, and I think that's where it's going to end up. You see, this is not your first rodeo because we had the conviction and, and it had to do with the same special pro, uh, special counsel in this case appointed uh, against Donald Trump by, by Merrick Garland. Uh, but they got a 11 count conviction of former Governor McDonald um, three years later or about three years later. And you were involved in the appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. All of those all of those guilty verdicts were vacated. Uh, in large part because of your legal skills, but more importantly, it just didn't meet the standard. And to get a unanimous decision, I believe it was eight zero because one justice either recused or wasn't there. Uh, but uh, it was a unanimous verdict to vacate all of those convictions. Now, here's the problem: if Donald Trump were to face four trials in a election year. And he's more likely to do better on appeal for reasons that I think you and I both agree on, that it's it's going to be a, a tough venue, New York City or D.C. or Fulton County, Georgia. Then he could get a conviction. He, he could get a trial with a conviction in an election year and could get it vacated the year after. How does that impact the American people and their confidence in our system? Well, it's very bad for the system. But I will tell you this, these, you know, there's no final adjudication until the Supreme Court says there is. But none of these cases are going to the Supreme Court by the time there's an election. It's just not going to happen. So they're going to try to rush some of these and early trials and some of these, but it's not going to happen. You don't think the trials will happen? There may be some of the defendants, but I don't think that's the Trump. So in other words, you don't think any of these trials will take place in 2024? And remember, the first attempt in the D.C. case... Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they wanted to start that trial on January 2nd. That's that's butted up right against the Iowa caucus. Uh, then, of course, you had both Fulton County, Georgia. And now the new date in the D.C. case would be March 4th. Well, the subsequent day, March 5th, happens to be one of the most important primary days for every candidate. And that would be Super Tuesday. You know what you call this? Election interference. The guy won't be able to campaign for, for at least a month while he's prepping with his lawyers. That's the, they should wait until after the election's over. But there is a good argument that I think Trump makes, too. It took two and a half years for them to bring these charges. Uh, I would imagine that, you know, he needs ample time to prepare. And doesn't a court have to, you know, look at the entire picture that this is not the only, you know, indictment that the presidential candidate of that presidential election year is facing when they when they put together a calendar? Or is that not not factored in at all? They have no choice but to do that, Sean, in my view. I, I see no way in a normal situation that these cases would go to trial before the election. But this is not any case. And these prosecutors and these judges want these cases to go. So he's got a good legal team assembled now in Georgia. He's got a good te- team assembled in in, uh, in New York. And he's got a good team assembled in D.C., So let's see how it plays out. But the motion practice is about to get very aggressive. All right, quick break. More with Jay Sekulow on the other side. Then your call's coming up, 800-941-SEAN. Our number, if you want to be a part of the program, as we continue. The left wants to silence Hannity. Don't let it happen. Make the commitment now. Three hours every day at 3 p.m. This is the Sean Hannity Show.
An important role as a parent is to ensure that your kids are as safe as possible when they are at school. And as a parent, you must ask your child's school safety director if they have a Knox entry access system that gets law enforcement into locked doors in case of an emergency. Firefighters have trusted Knox products as their choice for access since 1975. And now the Knox entry system for schools is providing law enforcement with the same resources. You can learn more about Knox entry at schoolentry.com. All right, Jay Sekulow is with us. This push now for the 14th Amendment. Four huge, massive 91 charges, indictments uh, from New York uh, City to D.C. to Fulton County, Georgia, down to Florida. That's not enough. Now they want the 14th Amendment, uh, yet there's been no conviction of, of the reason they want to disqualify Donald Trump from even being on the ballot. Anyway, Jay Sekulow, chief counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice, continues to weigh in on this. Let me ask one final question, and that's about equal justice and equal application of our laws. We know Hillary Clinton, top secret, classified information on servers. Uh, We know 33,000 deleted emails. Sounds awfully similar to the document case down in Mar-a-Lago where they had a raid. Chappaqua was not raided. Her office was not raided. Then you got Joe Biden, four separate locations, top secret, classified information. Uh, none of those locations were raided. A special counsel has been appointed. We haven't heard boo out of this guy the entire time while all these other indictments against Trump are going on. What are people to conclude? That there's a two-tier system of justice, and the Department of Justice has been weaponized, and it's run by an incompetent attorney general who doesn't have the backbone to do what's right. That's what. What would right be? Okay, we've got 18 cases against the Biden administration, many of which involve the Department of Justice. And we're representing those whistleblowers now, too. All right. Jay Seculo, Chief Counsel, American Center for Law and Justice. What's your website, by the way? ACLJ.org. ACLJ.org. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, 
and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, 25 to the top of the hour. Toll free our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. So a couple of days off for Labor Day and, you know, and lo and behold, nothing has changed at our wide open borders. Well, the only thing that has changed is is now all the sanctuary city and, and state champions want nothing to do with their sanctuary city or state status. You know, a lot of, you know, it's amazing. The New York Post had an article, now families are flocking to the border. It's now an all-time high. It's never been higher in the history of this country. At the end of his third year as president, will probably will be near 8 million or over 8 million illegal immigrants that Joe Biden has aided and abetted and assisted in law-breaking and not respecting our laws, our borders, our sovereignty into this country. 
You know, but if you listen to Corinne Jean-Pierre, the president has done more to secure the border and to deal with the issue of immigration than anybody else ever in history, really. Because now you've got all these blue states, all the sanctuary cities and states. Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty pissed off. New York, Boston, Chicago, you know, all these humanitarian, calling it a humanitarian crisis. Uh, business leaders, lawmakers at levels of government, Democrats saying that this has got to stop. Well, how do we get here? Because, well, they've been aiding and abetting and uh, in the law breaking as well. You know, to listen to, you know, New York City Mayor Eric Adams or New York Governor Hochul publicly feuding this week. Adams demanding other parts of the state. And by the way, D.C. says, well, just send them to Long Island. Send them uh, to upstate New York. No, well, your $12 billion estimated cost disaster is on you. New York City just just wrote a check, $35 million uh, for hotel rooms. That, that they paid for illegal immigrants. The city's Department of Homelessness, $26.4 million to the Volunteers of America to aid migrants, uh, i.e. illegal immigrants, in the Paul Hotel in Midtown. Another $9.48 million to the Lutheran Social Services of Metropolitan New York, which has been hosting illegal immigrants at the Fairfield Inn in Long Island City, New York. Uh, $5.2 billion dollars racked up in new york city alone just dealing with the the cost and burden of illegal immigrants in new york biden's white house they, their answer is well just ship them to long island now and, and ship them to upstate new york oh okay there's an answer a venezuelan national by the way that arrived in the sanctuary city of new york city yeah two months prior has now been arrested six times for 14 different crimes and uh, nearly all of which are violent New York Post reporting, 29-year-old Danielle Hernandez Martinez of Venezuela arrives in New York. The very next day, he robs a Costco in Brooklyn, New York, then charged with petty larceny. And because of bail reform, he was released from police custody, didn't have to pay a penny in bail. Well, the following week, he robs a Dwayne Reed drugstore in Columbus Circle in New York. Then sought to stab a security guard with a large knife while trying to shoplift at a different Dwayne Reed location. He likes Dwayne Reed, apparently. Then he attacks an independent journalist, 52-year-old guy who just wrapped up interviewing him for social media accounts. Less than a month later, he's arrested for allegedly attacking a woman whom he did not know, grabbing her by the hair, dragging her across the ground, kicking her, smashing her cell phone. He's charged with assault, criminal mischief, possession of a weapon, menacing. Guess what? Released from jail. And 41 illegal uh, immigrants arrested at a New York City migrant hotel in the last four months. All for crimes. Well, does any of this surprise you? Los Angeles, Texas has sent their 10th bus to Los Angeles. And the city now is seeking legal action. I thought they were, I thought this was a sanctuary state. And they were a sanctuary city. Well, they should welcome them. Let their taxpayers pay for it. In the end, we're all going to pay for it. It's unbelievable. Let me play uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, blaming this on the GOP and the White House, not his invitation. Listen. 
This is not about asylum seekers and migrants. All of us came from somewhere to pursue the American dream. It is the irresponsibility of the Republican Party in Washington for refusing to do real immigration reform. And it's the irresponsibility of the White House for not uh, addressing this problem. Brownsville, Texas, El Paso, Denver, Los Angeles, uh, New York, Chicago. We should not be burdening the weight of this problem. Really? Because why didn't you go down to the border when Governor Abbott invited you? By the way, I want to remind you, then we'll get to your calls, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. All right, is, is it time for a new cell phone? You know, you have to charge it every 10 seconds. You get glass splinters because you have a cracked screen. Okay, now would be a perfect time. You can upgrade to the new 5G Samsung Galaxy. Our friends at Pure Talk will give it to you for free. By the way, the Samsung 5G Galaxy is two-day battery life, edge-to-edge -edge display, ultra-strong glass, and it's all free when you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk and text and 15-gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month with mobile hotspot. All the data you'd ever need, half the price of big carriers. Matter of fact, Pure Talk uses the same 5G network and the same cell towers as AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, and the average family saves close to a thousand bucks a month. Now, making the switch is simple, fast, and easy. And now you'll get a free, super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy when you make your switch. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword save now. Pound 250, keyword save now from our friends at Pure Talk. All right, let's get to our busy phones. Larry, Louisiana. What's up, Larry? How are you? Glad you called, sir. Greetings to you. So, I've just been pondering a thought. So everything, for the most part, that President Trump has been charged with was the that was why he was sitting president. Sitting presidents are supposed to have immunity from certain things. Well, they they you can't charge a sitting president with a crime. That you can't do. And then there's a means of extricating yourself of that president, and that's a process, a constitutional process known as impeachment. Correct. But while you're sitting president and you do things, then if you want to come back and charge him with something, which they've opened Pandora's box and have let the cat out of the bag. So what's going to prevent if this goes forward with these uh, court cases and he gets convicted? What's to keep somebody from saying, you know what, my, uh, my loved one was in the Army and uh, he lived in Little Rock, Arkansas, and he went over to Benghazi under Obama and he got killed and Hillary Clinton didn't do anything. It was their negligence that got him killed. So let's see. I'm the state prosecutor or Little Rock, Arkansas district attorney. I'm going to charge them with negligent homicide, even though they were sitting president at the time. Where does it stop? Where does that line? Well, I mean, if, you, if you're asking whether we're crossing into banana republic territory, the answer is yes. So I guess, you know, there's absolutely no limit to where what analogy you can bring up regarding this. So I, I hear what you're saying, but do I think any of that's going to happen? No. I, look, all I really am looking for as it relates to the investigation into the Biden family syndicate or enterprise, if you like, the Fulton County version of, of a RICO statute or their definition of one, is I want the American public to have no ambiguity at all. I want them to know every fact that we uncover as it relates to the Biden family about their their bank accounts, their shell corporations, how many family members got paid, what countries they did business with, how much money did they do in business, and how much did they all profit, 
And what did Joe do to facilitate a lot of these deals that his zero experience son was putting together uh, while he was an admitted addict at the time? That's what I want the American people to fully understand. What did he do to deserve money in China and Russia and Kazakhstan and Ukraine and Romania and Mexico? Because once the American people hear that, you know, forget about a document issue that Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton had the same problem with. Forget about uh, January 6th, which has been litigated now to death. Forget about all of these issues they're going after Trump on. I think if the American people really believe strongly that the evidence is strong enough to suggest at the end of the day that he was involved in in what is nothing short of an influence peddling potential bribery allegation and money laundering allegation. uh, Let me tell you, it's going to change the entire dynamic of the 2024 presidential race, in my view. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. And I would just like to finish up by saying that I don't think. When a person does something while they're the sitting president, state and local courts should not have jurisdiction over it. If anything, though he's no longer president, the United States Supreme Court could, should be hearing these cases because he was the chief executive officer of the whole country. And therefore, the United States Supreme Court, the other executive, uh, the uh, judicial branch of the government, should be the one hearing these cases and not these um, these local courts that have agendas they will only take it if they're forced to take it and they don't want to take it that is my guess you know and and they're going to let the system play out you know one of the first questions if you ever listen to you know arguments in a supreme court why are you here why are you in our jurisdiction how did you get here what are the issues what are the constitutional issues before us those are the questions they're going to ask I think you're right, by the way, generally speaking, that these are issues that should be ultimately decided once and for all by the Supreme Court. But we'll see. I'm, you know, I'm not holding out a lot of hope for it. All right, quick break. Right back to our phones. Toll free our number 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program as we continue. Final hour of the Sean Hannity Show is up next. Hang on for Sean's conservative solutions. get back to our busy phones joe in south carolina what's up joe how are you glad you called sir hey sean great talking to you from Polly's island south carolina i know the place well what's going on oh well i wanted to weigh in on the firing of victor shogun and and that the video of uh, biden where he you know says uh, son of a bee they you know they fired him within six hours but in that video biden also said is says that they accused him. They said, hey, you don't have that authority. You're not the president. And Biden says, uh, go ask him. So wait a minute. Why haven't we subpoenaed Obama or James Comer or, or Jim Jordan to subpoena Obama to find out if he actually gave authority to Biden to withhold a billion dollars? If he didn't give that authority, then Biden lied about that. If he did give this authority, then we need some answers as to whether or not Obama is a co-conspirator. So I, I really need to address this because you and many other people have brought this point up. Um, it is the only moment example implication of Obama. And I'm being fair here. I'm just based on what I know. And as you know, we're pretty deep in the weeds of all of this. Remember, in October of that year, 2015, interagency 
you know, conclusion was that there had been enough progress on the issue of corruption regarding Ukraine that they it was Obama administration policy to give them the billion dollars. That was not Joe's decision that had been made before he went there five days after he spoke to Burisma executives and his son when they were in desperate need of D.C. help because of, of Victor Shokin. The, the prosecutor that he, he did get fired and leverage. Now, uh, do I think it's a legitimate, fair question to ask Obama? Absolutely, I do. Did you give him the authority to go against what your own stated policy is? Yeah, I would like I, I think that that's worthy of an answer. But I have yet to find any other implication or evidence of any kind that Obama knew. But I think that you're asking a legitimate, fair, justifiable question. That's and that's right, and that's. But the real reason of asking the question is because we pretty much know the answer. Obama didn't know anything about this. This was Biden, the Biden crime family, using a billion dollars to get the prosecutor fired for the benefit of Hunter Biden and Burisma. So the fact that you have that supported by Obama saying, "No, I had nothing to do with it," then it raises the question: Okay, what was the motive of Biden to lie about it? To, to say, ask him, I, I'm holding this money, ask him. He, he said, I have the authority. Well, when he-, he, might, he might have been calling their bluff. I don't know. But they had six hours, and they needed that billion in loan guarantees. But it's definitely worthy. You, you and others, many people have brought that up. My main focus is that he did it, bragged about it, and that his son, at the, because of that action, as the 1023 form you know, detailed, that the Biden family benefited Financially, they they enrich themselves financially. Anyway, good point. Joe, South Carolina, we appreciate it. Uh, let us say hi to Tom in Pennsylvania. What's up, Tom? How are you? Glad you called. Hey, Sean. I just, thanks for taking the call. I just have a question that's been bothering me. Why do we never see Joe Biden in the Oval Office? I mean, well, he's, he's not there a lot. I mean, I'm not, you know, uh, I went over this earlier in the program today, but. Uh, I think the numbers are pretty clear and they speak for themselves. And that is, you know, he's been out of the he's been on vacation 384 days. You know, he, he makes this lame, pathetic excuse about why he hasn't been to East Palestine. You know, just saying I haven't had the occasion to go there seven months later. Really? And meanwhile, since since that date, 215 days, he's been on vacation. Well, that town is still suffering dramatically. I had J.D. Vance on last week talking about it. Well, yeah, because my question is that every other president I've ever seen, uh, he signs whatever in the Oval Office. He addresses the America from the Oval Office. This guy, I see him in a hallway or at a, a, a podium. I'm just wondering, is somebody else using the office? I mean, is Hunter maybe selling his artwork out of the office now? Is that why Joe's not there? Uh, they keep Joe as far away from cameras and microphones as humanly possible. And by the way, it's even going to get more strict uh, once 2024 gets here. Mark my words. Anyway, good point. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Oh, Dr. Fauci on his flip-flopping mask positions. Uh, it even got more flippy and floppy over the weekend. I'm sure driving Lind up a wall. But we'll get to that in the next hour. Listen, I want to remind you about home title theft. Um, all right, who do you open junk mail? Linda, you don't open junk. Nobody opens junk mail. Anyway, there's a story, if you can Google it, of a mom that was receiving all this junk mail about mortgages and, like most of us, just threw it straight in the trash. 
One day she just opened it. And it's kind of lucky she did because a total stranger she discovered was now the legal owner of her family home. And our friends at HomeTitleLock.com, they've already shown us here on The Hannity Show how quickly these thieves can steal your property, your number one investment, and transfer your home title into their name. They can do it in five to six minutes. It just takes minutes to steal. It can take months, even years you know, to get this undone, if you're even capable of doing it. Anyway, that's what HomeTitleLock.com is all about. They monitor the largest database of property records in the U.S. 24-7. And if you're protected by them, they will alert you the second anyone tries to mess with your home title. And Home Title Lock's team of restoration specialists, by the way, they will act fast if somebody is trying to steal your home. And right now, our friends at HomeTitleLock.com, they'll give you 30 days of protection free. They'll start you with a free title scan, verify that your home is still in your name and you're not already a victim. Just go to HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Sean, that's S-E-A-N. HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Sean, S-E-A-N. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.